will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Welcome to Leverage Addicts, the podcast for investors looking to maximize returns through leverage. Join host, seasoned mortgage professional and real estate enthusiast, Blandon Lerm, as we explore property investing strategies and learn how to navigate the market to build new wealth. Welcome back, Leverage Addicts. Today, we have yet another fascinating story to share with you. My guest today is actually my colleague, Simon McDonald, who is not just a mortgage advisor. He's also a very experienced property investor with a very unique journey from starting with his own home and income property in his 20s and to completing a backyard duplex development recently. Simon's insight into property investing is going to be invaluable for many of us who's listening. We're going to dive into his property journey so far, the past, the present and the future. So welcome, Simon. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So I was reflecting the other day, like, you know, when we first met, I remember that day, I think Simon was sort of like real keen as well about property investing. I think we're maybe late 20s, I would say. And we met each other at the Property Apprentice webinar. No, actually seminar, right? Nowadays is all webinars. We met a life um, seminar and I was like, man, this guy is young and he's got it all together. He's already got property investments. He's got home and income. And he said he's got like this property maintenance company. He's got it all together. But at the same time, like he he was like kind of, he didn't have glasses. His hair was like, probably more um, out there and and, uh, a bit overconfident. So I was like, oh, yeah, didn't think too much of this guy. But he was definitely like well ahead of the game at his age. Yeah, when you have a little bit of knowledge at the beginning of things, you get to that stage where you think you know a lot and then life kicks you a few curveballs and then you realize, oh, I didn't know as much as I I thought I did. So it's it's good for everyone to go through those stages. It's crazy, eh? Think back, it's almost like 10 years ago. I think it may be even longer than that now. Yeah, it's actually more than 10 years. Like, come to think about it, you told me you had a period of like sort of just going to seminars to seminars, like going mm-hmm. to heaps of. As far as I was concerned, they were for free education. I didn't come from a traditional education background, so I didn't go to university. I joined the military at a very young age. I respected kind of a little bit of proactive nature and gaining your own education, and so I definitely seeked out as much as I could. And at the time, those were, you know, there was a lot going on in Auckland relation to those, those um, seminars, and uh, I got a lot from Do you take us back, though? Like, how did you actually start in property investing? There's not many 20-something-year-old buying their first property, and also it's a home and income, right? It's like a cash flow property. Mm. Like, that's not what people buy. Like, you have to persuade them to buy that. Where it kind of started was from the parents, right? Like, they definitely showed me what it is to work hard, a work ethic. My mum was... Business mind of that partnership, but my dad was an engineer by trade, so he could fix or do. You know, the issue is that he wants to do everything. (laughs) So I learned, and so I believe I took really good traits from both of them. But the way it started was I got invited um, on the weekends to help my parents out. You know, on rental properties that they had purchased, and they had gone to seminars and learned a little bit at that time. And and yeah, so I, I fell in love with you know putting a little bit of hard work in and rolling up your sleeves and getting a bit of paint paint work done on the weekends. And- yeah, but what got you to go, you know what, this is what I want to do as well? Because, you know, like usually when your parents like try to make you do stuff, you kind of like, oh, my parents made me go swimming when I was like younger. And then on the Saturday morning, my dad would wake me up really early in the morning to go for a job. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go. Like, just like, 
you know, my eyes are still closed. Go for this job. But then I really appreciate it when we had the cross country. Yeah. Like completely like, like man, I'm like way faster than these kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You just don't know why. But what was it for you? You know, like you I agree. Like thinking back in the moment I probably didn't like the idea of being dragged on my weekends to do some painting. But it's a lot of things like I mean, my dad tried to get me to do model as well and found it hard to concentrate as a young kid and but it's when when you look back and you're like oh wow you know I, that wall looks pretty good i painted that or well that model's completed now and, and i'm proud of it i think that's early on for kids that's a great thing to learn and now that i'm a father i'm, I'm kind of a, having to try pass those skills on to my daughter as well but i think the thing that got me was this specifically with property is that my parents businesses they put a lot of money into different things you know silver speculation so to speak businesses my, my, my parents owned several businesses some did very well some did not so well they helped family out with money some of that went well some of that didn't go so well you get to um, see all of this yeah so what i saw that was consistent though with minimal input not to degrade that input but relatively smaller input but over the time a long period of time properties and it did very well and it's something that they had multiple of and every single one did very well in terms of went through a couple of cycles and made some significant gains of which changes the trajectory for the family so i think that's got what got me hooked because ultimately i wanted to make money you know like yeah. you know the young kid i wanted to know the driver though you like your driver was quite interesting when last time you told me about it was to do with like you know like a yeah like the opposite sex <laughs> <laughs> well i was kind of i was kind of get, get, going down that track in relation to young people and what they're attracted to and, and i think i had a, a partner at the time that had an expensive taste and so she expected some you know louis vuitton bags and, and, and this things. Was early 20s yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no this was, this was oh, before teenager. my teenager yeah Wow. Um, this, this started, I think, a relationship around like early teens. Yeah, high expectations, which is good. Like, uh, having high expectations is a good thing. And it, it kind of set me up to show me, like, you know, you have to bring something to the table as a partner, yeah. right? And for, for her at the time, it was like Louis Vuitton bags, and they don't come cheap. <laughs> so, yeah, making money, I think, was one of the things that came to mind and, and motivation to, to impress. That's so good that you had that early. I feel like I had that, you know, like in late twenties. Like, yeah, like it seems like girls want money. <laughs> like yeah, girls think, want to have someone that has money. <laughs> I think what, okay, no, money. Let me withdraw that comment. Yeah, that, that was a not, no, yeah. Don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. No, I think I think woman values security. Yeah. You know, money can bring that. You know, they say money doesn't bring you happiness and and I think that's true. But, you know, money gives you options. So my understanding is, you know, like maybe school the schoolwork wasn't as fun, but like doing these projects you could see the completion of it. That really attracted you because you see like closure with the work that you put in, the efforts that you put in. And then also, you know, you had this phase where you're like, actually, I'm starting to think about money because this is an important thing. And especially if you want to impress that, that girlfriend and you saw what your parents were doing and you saw the property thing was very consistent. But then now, how do you transition into the mortgage industry? Because that wasn't something that you thought about early on, but we started working together like what? year and a half ago it's it's been what two two and a half years now really yeah yeah april 2021 <laughs> wow. i remember this because I, on my birthday first oh, yeah. of april yeah yeah 
uh, Landon, you probably don't remember this, but you brought it up. You said, ah, it's Simon's birthday, you know, today team. And, and so like a couple of boys took me across the road and we have the privilege, like, I don't know if you can see it behind me, but well, we have the privilege of working in, in a beautiful location in Half Moon Bay Marina. And at the time we were in a, in a boat shed, you know, like this is back in the day and uh, overlooking the water. You walk, you know, half a minute down the road and you've got access to some beautiful places for lunch and on the water and it was just amazing so got treated for lunch that day and yeah so that two two and a half years ago almost now mortgage hq i came from a very different not mortgage industries or finance i joined the military at a very young age and then did some overseas tours and got promoted and a few medals a few boxes there and and then i was missing out on family time so i decided i wanted to move back up to auckland coincided i got a role in aviation security which was very similar to the military in terms of managing people and security as well so i was in there for a part of, of a decade i learned some very valuable skills that i think i bring to the team as you know is a very young youthful spirit yeah and so growing up i was always the younger guy you know, and in the military and aviation security, I think I was the youngest person to join aviation security, and I was, um, you know, just turned seventeen when I when I joined the military. So to come from that to be the old guy now, you know, I'm the old guy on the block as a very different experience, but one that I treasure. So from memory, when you talked to me about, hey, I actually want to consider this industry, I was like, you actually had majority of everything that I would love to have on the team. Like you've got the passion for properties. That's an important part of our, our team. You show that you have discipline through like your training. And then you had, dare I say it, like you had, like the faith thing was actually like a, like I was like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. and at the time, like, I didn't want to show my excitement that you approached me. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I mean, even though I think like I, I wanted you on the team, I want you to know like the reality of like how hard it is to be like the, the job that you actually have to, you know, like the, the training or the, the work that you have to get through to be like, yeah, I, actually I go past that break point to become an advisor. But what was, like the tipping point for you to go you know what i'm gonna step out of where i am like comfortable complete 360 to a different industry mm, man that's hard there was a lot what was the thing that's attracting attracting you there flexibility was a big thing right <laughs> you know because because coming from the military aviation school, there is very little flexibility right and i felt like i could do better without the constraints i feel like i put a better constraint and i am more of a slave driver than any other manager can be right i've got that work ethic that's not the problem the problem is that i felt you know uh, in a box and i couldn't like, reach my potential and so you know being a financial advisor you are responsible essentially for a lot of what goes through you in terms of your clients you have to build a team have to you know take that responsibility on you no one else is going to uh, follow up and so i like that i wanted to live up to that challenge but ultimately what it came down to is that done quite well in property i felt at that time and i had younger brothers that i wanted them to do the same i wanted them to make some money and to secure their family for the future and so that passion to pass that on it became quite evident that financial advisor was perfectly positioned to be able to do that for as many people as possible and so now i do that for my loved ones friends family and you know hundreds of clients as well so that's awesome there you go so you know when you talk to a lot of clients right they might have these dreams about investing or becoming like financially free but they might often find themselves like stuck or like just not take action you know now that you've been in the industry talk to 
thousands of people probably now. What are some common challenges that you see sort of hold people back from, you know, taking that step? I think, you know, having someone there who's going to be regularly following up with you and saying, look, we spoke about this, get some goals, and where are you at now? And reflection. You know, having that capacity for someone to say, hey, now it's time to reflect on what we said we were going to do. And so you, you're you kind of like a coach, you know, essentially in that financial advice role, especially when you're looking at long-term financial planning. You know, we have a brilliant team at the Wealth HQ at the front end of those people that are, you know, looking to buy their first home and, and build that deposit. And they do very well at holding the hand of, of clients along, the, along that journey. But, but ultimately, I would say it's it's the, the follow-ups, the fact that you've got someone to bounce ideas off, someone to provide structure for you. Actually, this is how the industry works and, and this is the best way to go about things. And these are your options. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And by seeking advice and reaching out and allowing someone to provide that framework allows it a much easier process. Mm. So just being receptive to someone who's probably done it or like is very knowledgeable and just probably taking that step, like having that accountability, uh, that's what they're missing. And a financial advisor can solve that. <laughs> that's awesome like you said right like your property investment journey realistically if you really want to go hey i want to take a step back you know have a bit of passive income not no mortgage on my own occupied you can do that right so in a lot of people's eyes that's like success in properties you've got the ability to choose that and maybe you could share like some of the like lessons or philosophies in terms of like how you approach investing like what are like the top two or three things that comes to mind yeah i think the biggest thing that I find, because a lot of our clients are at that stage, right? Find their first home or have their first home or first rented property or, or two, even two or three rented properties and it's just not, the cash flow is not there, right? And they just need a little bit more guidance. So I think ultimately it comes down to, you know, you've heard the saying, you know, time in the market, not time in the market and making sacrifices early, right? The more you sacrifice early, I'll give you a, a tangible example. I have a couple. And they were with another financial advisor or mortgage broker, I'd like to call them, because he got the deal for them, right? And they got them pre-approved. But this is for a home at a million dollar purchase price. Now, they're going to purchase this home and they're going to spend 20, 30 years paying this mortgage off. Even if they're diligent, it's going to take that long. If they don't take any other steps. What we do differently, I think, is that we really have a focus on, you know, there are other ways to pay down this mortgage and other sacrifices you can make early on that are going to make a massive trajectory change to, to your life. So I said to them, look, coming with me is not going to be easy. There are going to have to be sacrifices to be made. One of them that I can easily see that can be replaced from purchasing a million dollar home that you're happy to live in is either buy a home that's much lower value, you know, entry point in Auckland so that you've got additional equity to invest right away and some high cash flowing because they've got a decent deposit that's saved up. Immigrant couple that have come here worked very hard. Let's keep that trend going, right? Like, so what I've suggested to them is to either buy a property at a, a way lower price point or buy home income. And the reason why is because I've gone through that. I can see the benefits from it from a real-time perspective, but also we can run the numbers and show them, you know, like, hey, look, this is what you'll be. You can't be stuck, you know, paying this mortgage off for 20, 30 years. Or we could get you a home and income now, and in a couple of years' time, we could get you another investment property. Like you're halfway there towards the long-term planning goal. Very different approach to the other mortgage broker. The aspect of it that's hard is it's a hard sell, right? Like if the other mortgage broker, oh, we're looking for a home here. Solve, solve your problem. Well, pre-approval. But for us, us, it's like, hold up. Now, we can add a lot more value here. And so it's a matter of being able to communicate that to the clients about how that's important. 
having experience and showing them that I did this as well and you can too is probably an added added point that, that works quite yeah. well. Yeah, I would say what you're offering there is more informed decision, right? Even if you tell, you know, like 10 people, hey, man, like you should probably consider now that you're ahead, don't just max out your mortgage. Some people are still going to do it, right? They just can't get away with that emotion drive, like, of owning the home well realistically the bank owns it but um they can smell the the new paint and invite their mates like there's so much emotion in it that they're like hey you know what how else could i think i think we can definitely offer that like the other day i talked to a client and they're like oh how much can i borrow i hope this is not the only question you've got for me because this you can probably do online like just through a calculator right other brokers can offer this it's like what is it that you came to me for not just how much you can borrow, right? We had to prompt them so that they can start talking. Actually, yeah, like some of the stuff that you said like triggered me to think about certain things. Yeah. Yeah. And then just trying to go through that and go, hey, like, what is it that you really want? What is it that you don't, what are you scared of? Those are conversations, you know, like that I quite enjoy actually. And just being able to have that conversation and go, you know what, let's put together a plan that works and try and balance as well. Like you don't always have to just like, you know, just- Life's not all about finance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're right. <laughs> that's why you have a balance, right? That's yeah. It works in marriage. Yeah, no, that's good. I think the audience can probably see that you've achieved a lot, you know, in, the, in that short amount of time, like at least in properties, finance. Just so everyone knows, like, what is it for you next? Like, what's the next chapter for you in terms of property investing or goals or projects on the horizon? I'm doing my best to be as valuable of an employee as possible at Mortgage HQ so that I can, you know, leverage my way into uh, different departments and areas to, to add value. I like the idea of adding value, both that works in my employment status, but it also works in my family. You brought up the, the religion act aspect of things as well and that's how I see myself as obviously from that perspective that's a top approach so adding value to people's lives is very important to me so that constitutes into the to why I like building and development as well is because I feel like I'm really adding value to the neighborhood providing really good well thought out design properties that uh, will will stand the test of time and, and can be a property for families to live in. So my next big goal is to complete uh, development in Pamua. We're looking at doing a, a five or six lot subdivision there. There's a lot of components to it that I find thrilling. You, you put yourself in the shoes of people that are going to live in these properties and you kind of want to stand out in the neighborhood as well and do well by the neighborhood. So that's the two things I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on is first and foremost my family and being as be best as a husband and father as possible yeah. and then an employee be best valuable employee as possible and then from there being able to develop and help my community and neighborhood mm, so good like are you saying that because you're gunning for like a pay rise like a, there's no <laughs> like a, I'm, I'm purely podcasting today you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know. Yeah, pay rise it's in you know that in our control, right? Like our pay rises are in our control. Yeah, so good. That's, uh, you know, like we talked about flexibility and having these parameters. I don't feel like I'm in a box. Like if I want a pay rise, I'm going to go back to that desk and make some calls, you know? Like, so. so if you guys want to reach out to Simon, you feel like, hey, you know, that this guy might be the advisor for me that I'm looking for. 
right? You can reach out Simon at mhq.co.nz and you can ask him about his incredible duplex that he built out west. He loves it. He knows every single little detail in that project. And I just watched him. I was just like, this guy's got so much passion. Yeah, we're just really blessed to have Simon on the team. Definitely reach out and thank you, Simon, for sharing your incredible journey with us and some insights today. And I'm sure there's more to come. To the listeners, if you guys want to learn more, obviously we've got the YouTube channel as well. Definitely check it out. If you want to talk to somebody, you can just email us and then we can give you the next steps and just review your situation, see what options you have. And don't forget to subscribe if you found value, right? Subscribe and just share with one friend, right? That could find this valuable. Thank you so much. Thanks, Simon. Thank you for having me. Awesome.